Hello and welcome to Cast Season 8, Episode 18, Freaks and Geeks. Sam and Dean investigate some recent vampire kills and are surprised to learn that teenage hunter Chrissy Chambers is involved. You heard one of our experts, Bianca. Hello. And uh, we're also joined by our other expert, Annie. Hello. And one of our newbies, Yvette. Hey, y'all. And my lovely wife, Darcy, and I in Duluth, Minnesota with uh, both being newbies. Hi. Hello. <laughs> uh, Yvette, sounds like uh, you've uh, had a had a week, week of uh, sickness. I, I did. I've got... Um... I had um, very bad sickness, and I was in bed for four days straight, and my voice is just coming back, and today was, I went back to work on Monday, and then my boss sent me home middle of the day and was like, you need to stay home still. So um, I was home all day yesterday, I went to work today, and I feel fine. I just sound really stupid, so you just have to put up with my voice. All right. You're still understandable. Okay, good. Remember that episode of France where Phoebe had a cold and she sang a song? And yeah. It was really cool. Yeah, I remember that one. Okay. <laughs> I have not. I've seen like two episodes of Friends ever. Well, it did not hold up well yeah. culturally. No, so. it didn't. Don't feel badly about not having seen any of it because you. I don't feel like you would enjoy it. In the year 2018, a lot of it is very cringeworthy. So I just remember it was on around the same time as like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and I was a t- teenager, and so I was like, I've got to, I can't watch all the TV because I want to like be out and like doing whatever teenagers yeah. do. So like I really committed to Buffy and <laughs> didn't have time for pretty much anything else. Yeah. All right. Well, I've got. Uh... I've got SupernaturalWiki.com working today. Um, that's who we're getting our summary from for this episode. Oof, um, it is long. I am looking at it right now. I, I don't think there's skip. any way we can talk about all that. I'll do a little, <laughs> I'll do a little skimmy. Well, first thing, before we, uh, before we get started, before we, before we started recording, we all agreed, um, and I was going to bring it up if no one else did, but uh, we all agreed that this was definitely... If not produced as, at least written as a backdoor pilot, wannabe. Yeah. Oh, it definitely felt like we were going to see all these kooky teens again. (laughs) That's what they were hoping. (laughs) (laughs) It was at least written with that in mind, if not actually produced that way. And uh, so we'll just uh, just kick this off with... uh, a couple making out in a local makeup makeout spot in Conway Springs, Kansas, which I didn't catch. I, I mean, I assume, assume it was on the lower third to begin with, but I was like, I'm not sure where the heck they are. It doesn't look like Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
that they're uh, they're behaving as bait to lure in a vampire. And uh, if we hadn't seen the uh, previously on, we might not have noticed that that was Chrissy. But uh, yeah, but that was in the heavily in the previously on. At least they warned us, right? Yeah, they kind of gave were. us a heads up. Hey, remember her? Which I would have anyway, probably. But I don't know if I would have. I, I don't know if I would have remembered her as the girl in the in the. I mean, when when they said who she was, I would have remembered her. I might not have still. I've got issues, though. Uh, as planned, a vampire attacks them, and Aiden decapitates it from behind uh, and confirms that it was the one that killed his family. Meanwhile, mm. Sam and Dean have arrived in Conway Springs to investigate what appear to be vampire killings. You know, one, one thing that was in the previously on that, uh, that was not in this episode, I guess it was referenced, was the Leviathans. I was like, are we going to have some Leviathans in here too? Because they kept they showed a bunch of them in the uh, in the previously in the in the then. Mm-hmm. And I guess uh, Victor made reference to the the Leviathan fiasco. Anyways, um, Dean asked Sam whether he wants to sit out the hunt, concerned about the state of his health and the uh, trials effects. Uh, Sam says he's okay and asks Dean how he is after being beaten up by Castiel. And Dean makes a joke of it. At the local police station, they see closed-circuit television footage from the previous night's incident. Uh, The Winchesters are told the police are looking for the killers, whom the cop believes are part of a cult, but Dean gets them to call off the search, stating it's because he is... It is an FBI-level case, but in reality because he recognizes Chrissy. Yeah, that poor podunk <laughs> man was like, oh no, I don't want the FBI after me. Yes, sir. He Did y'all remember this Chrissy person? Because I really didn't. Nope. <laughs> I, no, I totally okay. remembered her from the, the show that previously on. I knew exactly who she was. Yeah. For some reason, this episode, my Netflix like skips the previously on. So it just like went straight into the episode. And I was like, who the hell is this girl? And then for like literally like 20 minutes of the episode I thought she was the girl who was the daughter of the demon that Dean was killing but Sam was like friends with or whatever and then when I finally realized who it was I was like oh that's right I completely forgot about that whole storyline and I'm still not I kind of don't remember it even now like I guess her parent was a hunter she was from season seven, episode eleven, "Adventures in Babysitting," and uh, her dad was Lee Chambers. Uh, her mom was killed in front of her by some sort of demon, and the dad trains her, and they're hunting this creature together, and her dad disappears. But that is me reading the summary of it because okay, I did thank not. You. I did not remember her either and i watched the previously on so yeah like the, the, the bad guys was were uh like truck stop waitress and such there's like no. one, one of them was a truck stop waitress and one of them was a like a truck stop uh trixie in the work in the lot and, yeah i don't remember this <laughs> yeah, right. it was pretty forgettable it's odd that they chose to bring her back i mean i wonder if they just did it for this whole doctor pilot thing well, she's a cute actress. I'm not, I don't think she she's did a got bad a little, job, but she's got a little beauty mark under her eye that gives her some 
character. You know, charming character. Yeah. They were real heavy on the quote-unquote natural blush on her cheeks and her nose to make her look all glowy and youthful. So yeah, I think they just, yeah, I think they liked this actress and they wanted to give her a chance at being the thing, maybe. That's what it felt like to me, at least. Well, that's nice of them. It's kind. All right, well, Chrissy checks into the hotel, uh, the motel. It was kind of a hotel, whatever. Uh, bribing, the clerk, <laughs> bribing the clerk to accept her fake ID and meets with Aiden and Josephine about Jimmy the Vampire that uh, Victor Rogers has told them killed Josephine's family. Sorry, that's a really awkward sentence. Well, uh, Aiden flirts with her. Chrissy rejects his advances. That's not important. <laughs> uh, Aiden was a super... <laughs> and aggressive. Yeah. I was like, wow. Really wanted her to smack him. He's like, don't salt up my games. Like, that's harassment, actually. (laughs) It's not game. (laughs) So, that was... You gotta go out with me. No, I got a boyfriend. No, you gotta go out with me. No, I got a boyfriend. Oh, no, you don't really have a boyfriend. It's a fake boyfriend. Go out with me. Because I stole your phone and looked through it. (laughs) Charming, charming. Um, using the, using some ATM footage, they've tracked Jimmy to that motel. <coughs> and Chrissy watches through body cameras as uh, Aiden and Josephine travel to Jimmy's room. Uh, when two two when two men break in, Chrissy holds them at gunpoint and is shocked to see that it's Sam and Dean. Uh, seeing that Aiden and Josephine are in trouble, Chrissy, Sam, and Dean rush to their aid. And when Jimmy runs, Chrissy takes him down with a dart loaded with dead man's blood. Clever. Jimmy claims to be innocent. Um, Chrissy stops Dean from killing him, but Josephine accuses Jimmy of killing her family. He says he's innocent, but Josephine kills him anyway. And uh, Chrissy talks to Dean and reveals what happened that drove her back into the life, earning his sympathy. He tries to get her to go to her aunt in Cincinnati, but she refuses and leads them to Victor. Uh, Chrissy Chrissy introduces Sam and Dean to Victor, who they already know from a Rougarou hunt in the past. Not someone we should have known before, but hey... Do we know this person? No. No. Okay, all right. I was like, I didn't think so. Yeah, it's it's weird because it's like a reference. I don't know. Yeah, they've, yeah. They've, they've, hunt, they've, they've hunted a Rougarou before, just not this Rougarou, or that Rougarou, not on camera. He looked familiar, though. He looked like uh, he looked like another actor. I forget who. Well, he's actually been in another episode of Supernatural, season one. Oh, dear. He played a doctor. <laughs> yeah. Season one, episode 18. Canada so. casting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Happened on the X-Files many times, Canada casting. Uh, so yeah, they already know Victor. He's, he explains that he's trying to give the kids a balanced life. They go to school and train to be excellent hunters. Next morning after the kids go to school, Victor asks Sam if he ever wanted kids, to which Sam replies he doesn't know. Why do we have all these details? I don't need these. <laughs> 
Because they don't know how old still live there in plain. And Victor, and Victor reveals that his own family was killed, and he wants the uh, wants the kids to have a life that balances hunting with normal living. Dean goes to interview the woman from the previous night, who tells him it was a man in a hoodie driving a blue van that took her, and not Jimmy, who is a local war hero. Then, meanwhile, Victor pulls the kids out of school and shows them a picture of a vampire, who he says is the vampire that killed Chrissy's father, because she is wearing. Chrissy's father's necklace. <laughs> Which is so weird. Because it's clearly like a teenage girl little like <laughs> well, Taylor Swift Harry Styles paper airplane necklace. <laughs> like, What is that? And why are you lying to us and telling us it's a man's necklace? <laughs> oh, the lies don't stop there. <laughs> Uh, Dean, uh, I'm confused. Okay, so the, the, they skipped over where Dean went to the Conway Springs Lodge alone, but the trio find Dean there, uh, and they insist on killing her. But Dean reveals she's innocent, newly turned, and that something else is going on. After he easily disarms Aiden, he gets them to listen, and uh, Chrissy still wants to kill her because hey, she's a monster anyway. But Dean says that since she's never fed, if they can get the blood of this, the uh, vampire that turned her, they can cure her. So at this point in the story, I'm like, clearly these vampires, like there's something going on. Like this isn't what we think is happening. Like it was obvious yeah. that something is up. For me, it's when Victor pulls the kids out of school. <laughs> like, oh, you want them to have a normal life and are having <laughs> them go to school but you'll also disrupt that school by having them kill a monster in the middle of the day. So so odd. Yeah. The whole thing was so like odd. Yeah. Sam sees a blue van outside the house and he and Victor go to check it out, but Victor knocks Sam unconscious and ties him up. Uh, they, the tri the uh, trio plus Dean comes back to this house finding Sam tied up and Victor is with Seth, a vampire. They had planned to kill Sam and make it look like a vampire kill in order to further motivate the kids to hunt. And uh, Sam and Dean reveal what they've figured out, that Victor has had the vampire kill their families to drive them into hunting so he could train the next generation hunters and have them get revenge by killing people who have just been turned and he has framed. Because that makes sense. <laughs> it's, like, no, it's completely psychotic. <laughs> it's very super villain. It's like <laughs> so. Strange. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, you, you think of you think of uh, the way a hunter normally gets into it, and it's almost always because someone they know or love has uh, has has died horribly, and he's just uh, you know. Instead of instead of just randomly having someone get attacked by a vampire, why not pick the people who get attacked by vampires to uh, motivate them? Kind of demon demony behavior. Well, you know. I think Yellow Eyes could really appreciate that. I want to say I want to say something because okay, we haven't gotten to the end of what what happens to him. So I was looking at it, and first there was that comment about the Leviathan thing, right? Mm hmm And then I was thinking that he didn't quite look human. Oh. And then I was thinking that, yeah, he shot his head off, but 
Don't Levi Leviathans. No, it would have been would have been black, black blood. You're yeah. right. Okay, never mind. Yeah, get all back. Yeah, you take it all back. No theories. No theories. Apparently, I get no theories because there's because he there. shot red blood out of his head. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> Yay. Victor tries to convince the group to keep going with him, but they refuse, and he has the vampire take Aiden as hostage so he can escape. But Chrissy shoots shoots the vampire in the eye and chest with darts filled with dead man's blood, immobilizing him. She then pulls a gun on Victor, threatening to kill him. She fires four times. But the bullets are all blanks? No, there's no bullets in the gun. <laughs> That's not how blanks work. She <laughs> <laughs> puts them all in the ground at the end. Oh, holes in your store there, guys. <laughs> she, she pulls the trigger four times, but there's no bullets in the gun. She drops the bullets at his feet and lets him live, deciding that having Victor live a life... Lonely with no family or friends will be revenge enough. But Victor kills himself immediately instead. Okay, there's a lot of text left for the fact that there's not much episode left. <laughs> <laughs> and really then... at the end, pretty much. It's like, and then Dean uh, says some nice stuff to her, they and can... they okay. say goodbye. Yeah, they, they, they cure, the, they cure the, the, the newly turned vampire. Uh, they say that they're going to hunt together anyway. <laughs> Sam returns her father's necklace. Um, and, and Dean uh, tries to get her to, yeah, she to says, go away. She says they won't go they won't go looking for monsters, but if they come to town, they'll hunt them. Yeah, right. They're going to still hunt the, the they're still going to hunt at this point. Uh, Josephine will soon be 18, so there'll be an adult around. Quote unquote adult around. Uh, yeah. Accepting this, Dean agrees and says that he'll have Garth check in from time to time to make sure they're okay. He also suggests that uh, Chrissy has a crush on Aiden, which she denies, saying she, he's like a brother. When Dean, uh, God, I just whatever. <laughs> Dean beckons Aiden over and says that uh, if he hurts Chrissy, she'll kill him. And as they're about to leave, Dean, Dean notes that get closing the gates of hell might be the only thing that will stop them from inevitably living and dying as hunters. The only chance for them to live a normal life. And to himself, Sam notes, the trio may not be the only ones for whom this is true. And that summarizes that. The end. The end. Yeah. What an episode, y'all. <laughs> I gotta say this one was a standalone not because there's anything special about it it was just really unfortunate timing between right between the other Nubentaries that I wanted to do sure well that's alright we got through it yeah. we know all about it <laughs> so, uh, we do, got through it we never have to go back to it yeah, <laughs> never does, have to think do, about it again do either of these boys win this episode they're barely uh, in it. Yeah. Nah, I mean, I really. guess, like, Dean's <laughs> little friend is in it, so Dean? Yeah. I was going to say maybe Dean, because he's, he's yeah. like, he has emotions in this episode and is, like, caring for somebody else <laughs> in a way that's not as suffocating. I'm willing to go Dean. Dean for emotional maturity's sake? Sure. All right, well, Dean's across the board then, I guess. All right, Dean. Yay! Get it, Dean. Quotes is a quotes is a thing we can do sometimes. I got nothing. 
I just I appreciated Dean's line about sneaking out in the middle of the night to go hunt mon- monsters with the Apple Dumpling Gang. Because I uh-huh. I fondly recall the Apple Dumpling Gang, and I'm not sure if anybody else really does. Well, I can piggyback on to that with uh, an exchange that I feel like sums up the sentiment that the showrunners were trying to get with this episode. Chrissy says, you're all right for an old guy. And Dean says, I'm really not that old. (laughs) She replies, you keep telling yourself that. (laughs) Yeah, at this point in the show, how old is Dean? Oh, I forget. I know that... about their birthdays before and... Yeah, we do this math every now and then, but there are also gaps in between the scenes. Oh, that's right. And they're like years that they like go a year ahead and Yeah, so I I have lost track. I can't remember. I Andy, do you at know? At this point he's like 37, 38-ish. I think cuz they're I mean, that's old. They see they're 37, 38-ish now or they're 37, 38-ish in this season. In this watching. season, I think. So they're pushing. They're they're pushing yeah. over. He's pushing over forty in the current season that's going to air. Oh, he's yeah. He's got to be. Um, the Jensen Ackles is like a year younger than me, I think. Um, so he would be like forty-one. Um, and then Dean, I think, is a year younger than that. So Dean, I guess, would be like forty now. So maybe like thirty-six, thirty-seven. Wow. Yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe thirty. Maybe 36, because this is season 8, and in season 1, he was, like, late 20s? He was 26. He said that. Well, let's see. In real life, he was born in 78, so if this was in 2013, (laughs) he was 35? Yeah. Is that? Okay. So then show Dean, like, Dean is 34 then? Okay. I mean, I guess not though. If they like bit. project forward into time yeah, and stuff. Been years that they've. Somebody out there must have done this sweet math for us. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's there well, it's somewhere. It's complicated enough to just to have the, the the sweet math for the for the present day, and then to also go back. Okay, but this is three, you know, uh, five seasons ago. Uh, but I, I really think that that quote exchange is in there because they wanted to be like. Imagine Supernatural, but with kids as hunters. Let's freshen mm-hmm. it up. Since we're on season eight, maybe we don't have that much gas left in this tank. Like, <laughs> check it out. Check it out. It's like the Buffy Scooby gang, but diverse. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, I guess that Aiden is Xander, huh? That's, oh. that's, that's what I said. That's what, I, that's what Darcy said. But I was like, Xander wasn't ever all that competent. He used, Aiden seemed pretty competent. I didn't think so, but. but Xander was still. Yeah, he was the horn dog that was macking everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> Xander was like still a female apologist. Oh, sorry, I'm swearing. <laughs> Deep. <laughs> um. Yeah, so not a successful episode for me. Um, no, at all. Uh, we've got one little tiny piece of feedback. Cool. Which is from Simone, who says, It's X-Men and Women Academy. 
And Chrissy Chambers is back. It's an okay-ish app, but not one I'm interested in rewatching. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, you got that right. But thanks for the feedback. Thank yeah, you, thank Simone. You. Yeah, I know. Thank you so much, Simone. Dedicated. Uh, we can rate if we want to. If we don't, no one will. <laughs> it was uh, it was okay. You know, I I didn't really. Uh, it didn't go back to the arc. It didn't really get us anywhere there. You know, they like <laughs> threw something in at the end. Oh, can't forget. By the way, closing gates of hell sometime. Yeah, we got to yeah, get so- back on back to work now that we just got done with some work. But, uh, yeah, it didn't do a whole lot for me, so I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10 Scooby Gangs. <laughs> That's more generous than me, Darcy. Oh, wow. I, I am going to say 4 out of 10 failed backdoor pilots. <laughs> Yeah, I'm uh, <clears throat> uh, also, it's very forgettable, very boring episode, but it made decent background noise while I was cleaning my room. So <laughs> I'll give it four out of ten dweebs. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll, um, we'll carry on with that for the most part. I, I thought it was, I thought it was, you know, not, nothing special. I didn't think it was bad, though. I don't think it feels that it could need to punish it. So I'm going to give it a. Well, yeah, I'm not going to punish it with an extra low rating, but I'll, I'll give it a. I'll give it a five out of ten uh, blood darts to the eye. Well, y'all are all very kind. I thought it was boring and forgettable, so I'm going to give it a three out of ten. And I'm not even going to bother with a rating system. <laughs> <laughs> um, Don't strain your voice on it. <laughs> exactly. So that gives this episode a four point two, which I think is fair. It's yeah. <laughs> kind of a stinker. Well, let's escape that by asking what the homework is for next time. And I don't have it pulled up. Ah. It's taxi driver. Yeah. I I can't remember if it's a cluster, though. What's the episode number? I believe Uh, it's episode 19. 19. I think it's a a Nubentary, and uh, I think Taxi Driver is a Nubentary. Yes, it is. Ah, well, (laughs) there it is then. Okay. Oh, cool. So is we'll have uh, we'll have someone that for uh, I don't know drives a taxi and shoots people in their spare time. Can't you see I'm walking here? Yeah, a baby Jody Foster. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, Facebook group art is settled. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you must be talking to me. I can't see anybody else here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, hey, you know that was that was a, a, a really short episode for a uh, not all that special episode. So uh, no, that's good. And uh, if I got to save her voice, we did most of the uh, Supernatural Wiki did most of the talking. And uh, <laughs> but uh, until next time, everybody hang in there, and we'll uh, just say happy hunting. Bye. Bye. Bye, y'all. You've been listening to Idgitcast from QuadrupleZ.com. Join the discussion at Facebook.com slash Idgitcast. 
we would love to hear from you. You can email us or send in an MP3 voice message. Please use the episode title as your subject line to help protect our newbies from spoilers. Our email address is idgitcastpodcast at gmail.com. The opening theme for Idgitcast is by Borrowed Trouble. You can find the band at borrowedtrouble.com. The lyrics and vocals are by Idgitcast founder Allie Jones, who you can learn all about by visiting imthewonderband.com. The closing music you are listening to, even as I speak, is Too Good, written and performed by Jack Mangan, and is used by his generous permission. You can find other music, writings, and discussions by Jack, as well as archives of his own deadpan podcast at jackmangan.com. You may wish to know more about the hosts of this show. Yvette can be heard as one of the hosts of Investigating Mars, a completed introcast about the TV series Veronica Mars, also available from quadruplez.com. And now, Yvette will tell you all about select movies from the Lifetime Network. Find out before you watch what movies have all the best people, who are the worst, who is killing who, and most of all, what, if anything, makes sense. Yvette presents this trove of information at moviesofalifetime.com. Annie works as Global Coordinator for Can't Stop the Serenity, a worldwide series of screenings of Joss Whedon's Serenity benefiting Equality Now. For more information on Can't Stop the Serenity, including event listings and how to host your own event, visit can'tstoptheserenity.com. Bianca doesn't currently have projects available for you to find online, but all of us at Idgicast encourage you to have a visit to your local public library. Darcy and I can also be heard on the Ghostlight Podcast, a completed introcast for the television series Slings and Arrows. Slings and Arrows is on the Encore Plus YouTube channel, and you can hear our thoughts on the series on the Ghostlight Podcast at quadruplez.com. Yeah, can you imagine how diehard you'd be to listen to a podcast episode about this episode of the show? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I just realized, like, like, it is a short one, but I wonder how many people will choose to listen to us talk about. Well, I'm going to put your question after after Jack fades out at the end there. (laughs) (laughs) So if you listened all the way to this point, <laughs> let us know in the comments. <laughs> Y'all, do you want to go ahead and plan for next week? <laughs>